Welcome to the We Shape Podcast. I'm Katie. I'm here with Nina. What's up, you guys? It is just the two of us today. No guest, no Tyler, just us. Having some quality time on the air. Yeah, I was like, oh, should we cancel? And we're like, no, we have plenty to talk about. (laughs) So we're rolling. How are you? I'm good. I'm really good. How are you? I'm all right. Yeah. Just... Lots going on always, I but mean, I'm, yeah. you know, when you just like evaluate life choices, like, <laughs> like no one's to blame for my chaotic schedule except for myself. <laughs> and like, I think that's always the hardest thing. It's like, we always want to blame other things. It's like, nope, this is your life. This is what you chose. Mm. And so sometimes I like want to have, I've been, you know what it is? I'm just going to start this off with this. Lately, I've been going through a major shift in like, what are my true values that are authentically me and what are my values that were coming from a construct or belief from outside of myself. Mm-hmm. And so the I'm really working through like the value of time, mm. the value of things, stuff. Yeah. Like I, I, I realize how much I participate in narratives that don't feel true to me hmm. around like, oh, well, your metric of success is how busy you are. It's like, well, even though I don't consciously think about that, when you step back and look at my life, I'm like, oh no, like you're busy all the time. Yeah. And so I know we've talked a lot about this on the podcast around like taking space and like taking a break and like giving your mind and your body time to recover. And it, it, it's really hard for me because I've been so conditioned to believe that my value is in how much I get done how far I can drive this business. And then I feel like there's this extra, like in in all transparency, like extra little chip on my shoulder because I feel like for so many years as I've tried to run a business, there's been a little bit of like a message from the outside that's like, you're a woman and like, maybe that's not going to be as easy for you as you want. And you're going to, you know what I mean? Yeah. And so there's like an extra like, well, I want to prove it, you know? And I have like a little F you in your, a little bit. And I know that I know that there are extra barriers for women in business. I feel it. I see it. I'm a part of it. But I don't – I want to be able to, like, just see it and then go, okay. But then also just, like, not feel like I have to prove anything. Mm-hmm. It's a weird place to be. Yeah. And I'm sure you've been rewarded for overperforming. Oh, my God. I've been <laughs> rewarded for it. And so I just yeah. have been really evaluating, like, what do I care about? And I don't know if I'm going through, like, a midlife crisis early. Because I feel like this is what you would do when you're in the middle of a midlife crisis. I haven't been there yet, but I'll let you know when I get there. (laughs) (laughs) But like I just, I'm like, what do I really value? And when I step out of attaching to all these things in my life, attachment to how much I work, attachment to my lifestyle, attachment to things, what do I actually care about? Mm. And I've been joking with you lately because ever since I was really young, um, from the first time, this is a silly story, but from the first time I got my first car, I've always valued having a nice car, Mm -hmm. regardless of any financial situation I was in, yeah, I've always put that as like a really top priority. So even when I was in high school, all of my friends went out and spent like $1,000 on their cars. In high school, I worked like many days a week and I went out and spent $8,500 on my first car. Oh, wow. Like I was like, I'm working. This is a huge value of me. And I don't really know where I got that message. Hmm. But like that your success and like you value having a a nice car. And throughout my whole life, I have always made that a priority regardless of where I am financially in my life. Yeah. And um, a couple weeks ago, I started going, you have an attachment to this idea that you need to drive a nice car. So like, what is that about? (laughs) Well, I think everybody in, to some degree, probably holds that in their back of their mind somewhere, even subconsciously. But I'm like, we also live in a culture 
that says that this is a metric of success. Yeah, that's I guess what I mean by that is yeah. people are saying, well, that, that means that you've done something, you've succeeded in some way. And so then I said to myself, well, what happens if you got rid of your nice car and got a, a nice car, but not like a car that someone would classify as a super nice car? Mm-hmm. And then I went to Tyler and I said, I think I'm going to get rid of my car. He was like, you just got that car. What are you doing? And I said, my ego wants me to have this so bad. But like there's a deeper part of me that wants to like say fuck the system and like I'm not going to do it. (laughs) And he was like that. okay. like what do you. And it's like I don't know where this is coming from, but I just was like I'm going to get rid of it. And I'm going to try to have um, not a luxury like nice. Like I don't need I want to see what happens to my identity when I don't place a value on that. Yeah. And so um, I don't know. Just weird stuff comes I mean, up for me. it's funny because you walk to work anyway. So like. I know. Why? <laughs> and this is all like such a privileged conversation. I just want to acknowledge that. But I, I think I just have noticed these things that I've held value towards. Rather, I was conscious of them or not. Yeah. And from the first time I could even buy a car, all of my energy and all of my time and, and work went to having enough resources to get the car that I wanted, regardless of where I was in my career. Yeah. And I just want to like play with my ego a little bit and like let it die a little bit and say you don't need that in order to have value and worth and like what happens if for the first time in your life you stop attaching to that and so I'm just gonna try it and see what happens but like the I think it's important to talk about these things because I feel like our ego does take us down paths that we think are gonna bring us validation and worth and I have been kind of proven myself over and over and over again that it never brings as much worth or satisfaction or serenity or peace as I thought, which yeah. is like the whole reason why we have We Shape is like Tyler and I had a different company that was super successful and I was dead and empty inside. Yeah. And it was like you had everything. I had the house, the cars, the money, the things. And I was like, this feels meaningless to me. Mm. And and so I think over the years, I've just been deconstructing what I was taught by friends, family and culture to feel valuable. Right. Having a certain number on the scale, uh, eating a certain way, driving a certain car, having a certain house. And like, again, I know that this conversation I just will always preface is like such a privileged conversation to have because um, as a white woman, I've been able to uh, climb different career ladders that many have not because of my privilege of just being a white woman. Um, But I also want to challenge some of those narratives around like, why do you want this? Uh, what does it actually do for you? Um, even if it's like I'm not conscious to them. I don't know if I'm making sense. Yeah, I think so. I definitely think so. I mean, it kind of a little bit leads into what we're planning to talk about today, actually, which is, you know, having a goal that may or may not actually serve you. Mm-hmm. Um, because one of the things we're going to talk about today is, um, you know, I was doing some Googling, <laughs> as I do. Up. I've been having a lot of insomnia lately because I'm heavily pregnant, and so I'm just awake all the time now. And um, so I've been doing some Googling, late night Googling. And, um, you know, people talk a lot when they come into a ship about having a goal of, like, wanting to lose weight. Mm-hmm. And we're always like, okay, that's fine. We can talk about that. But we always kind of want to steer them a little bit in a different direction if we can. Yeah. And one of the things I Googled was, like, you know, most of the people who've been on a weight loss goal setting journey start that process and then fall off that wagon and start yeah. that process and fall off that wagon. And one of the things that I looked up cause I was so curious was like the reasons why it's challenging. Like what makes it a barrier to that being a successful thing? Because we know we've done the research that 97% of diets fail. And, um, it kind of comes back to that goal thing of like, why is this the goal that we hold in the highest, you know, whether it be the nice car or the house or the number on the scale, like you mentioned. And, um, I thought the barriers were really interesting because mm. when we did a little d- digging and like I, I wrote them down and brought them so we could talk about them, they actually were like not really based in any, um, how do I say this? 
like any positive human experience. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they were like kind of based in sort of things that if you really checked in with yourself felt false and not true and uncomfortable and like, I don't know. So it's interesting that you bring that up because I think goal I setting. I think it all relates. Yeah. I think goal setting can be such an outside force that yeah. we actually think like, no, I want this. And it's like, but do you actually? It's kind of like, you know, you know what I'm thinking about? It's like, I think what I'm trying to do right now is for so much of my life, I've tried to prove to myself, if you get this, if you do this, if you get this, if you do that. You'll be happy. You'll be good. Yeah. And what I want to prove to my, it's like, okay, you want to use that prove it energy? Let's use that prove it energy. Prove to yourself you don't need it. Yeah. And so... Well, life isn't an end destination either, right? It's like, okay, I (laughs) have this energy of like, I want to prove something to myself. Why don't you use it in this way? Mm -hmm. I'm going to prove to myself... We've already been... Me and you have already been working through this. Like, we don't need the number on the scale. Okay, cool. Great. We found so much freedom and satisfaction from... We've dieted together for over a decade and a half almost. Like, we don't need to do that. And so I'm going down multiple paths now. Like, okay, now we're going to unravel this. Like, do you need this thing? Do you need that thing? And why do you think you need it? And just challenging that ego because the ego is so strong. And then the ego is never going to go away also. No, and it actually has like a a function and a a primary purpose that is generally meant for good. It's to protect you and and validate your own experience. And like we have to have an ego. It's part of the way our psychological life is set up. But yeah, you can definitely do some work on it. I mean, it's not you particularly, but like everyone. Oh, no, for me, (laughs) for sure. I just that statement as like, you should work on that. I'm just saying that I think when people are like, oh, I've done a lot of work on the ego. I'm like, well, that work never goes away, right? I mean, I think all of the spiritual leaders in the world are working on toward ego death. And I think it's a lifelong process. It is a lifelong process. And it is so funny because it, 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 you know, I, I think what I'm trying to do is just not attach to anything, yeah. right? So, like, oh, you're, now that push comes to shove and you're, like, such a big talk, like, you're going to sell your co- – I'm like, okay, the ego is like, don't do that. Why do you need to do that? Yeah. Like, and I'm like, oh, hi, ego. And I just mm-hmm. I just name it and I just say hello to it and I just say thank you for trying to keep me safe. Um, I don't have anything to prove. Like, yeah. I don't – I don't need – you know, I just – this is an experiment that I'm doing with myself where I'm just trying to take stuff out of my life that I don't need and it, it, it's on the piggyback of the work we do here, which is I don't need to have a certain body type. I don't need to have a certain look in order to feel value and worth. And that is not where my happiness comes from. Mm-hmm. And so I actually want to use this episode to encourage people, like, is there something in your life that you have attached to that makes you feel like if I have this thing or if my body is this way or if I look this way, I will then have worth because the perception of other will come in and say and validate that worth. Yeah. And if that's the case, like... I think it's okay to challenge the ego and say, I'm going to do a little experiment, you know, and if, if yours is around the scale and weight loss, like, and you're weighing yourself all the time, for example, like what happens if you don't weigh yourself for a month? What happens if that's not your metric of worth and validation from the outside? Can we find other ways to cultivate that from the inside? And there's a big difference between I'm going to explore this and find ways on the inside that I can find that validation versus I'm going to transfer this and find a different way to seek validation from the outside. Mm. There's a big difference between those things. Yeah, that's true. So um, anyway, just fun thought experiment. But I, I want to go down the path of what you're talking about. But I really want to do a rest deck card before. Oh, yeah. Hey there, if you're enjoying the We Shape podcast and you've heard us talk about We Shape before, then you're probably thinking to yourself, hey, what is We Shape? Well, at We Shape, we create personalized at-home workouts for every single one of our members. These are workouts where every single movement is customized to you to help you connect with your body and care for your body in a much more meaningful way. We 
also have a community of people there to support you, to help uplift you as you examine your beliefs, set new intentions, and again, start showing up for yourself as an act of self-care rather than trying to do your workouts as an act of self-judgment. And hey, if you're a fan of the podcast, we also do a live podcast discussion group on Zoom, as well as other Q&As, as well as free challenges for all of our members to help you get motivated to actually start taking action to caring for yourself so you can feel better in your body and about your body. So if you want to try WeShape for free for two full weeks, go to WeShape.com backslash podcast and you can get started today. Yes. Welcome to our brain. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> <Like> squirrel. <laughs> yeah. I just, I want to encourage people that like your value and worth comes from the inside. And I think part of us having this platform is me continuously dissecting I think that I myself. I challenge that though. I don't think it comes from the inside. I think it comes from what you decide it is. Tell because me more about that. I don't think it's necessarily just like, oh, I just intrinsically have created value in myself. I think it's like you can decide that it's certain different things. Like you said, like for a long time, it was that you wanted to have a nice car. And like that might have been true for you for a while. And then now it's shifting. And like that's okay. Like I, I want to say that um, your ego and what you value comes from inside you yes but it's not like you're just gonna wake up one day and have reached nirvana and be like oh it's just like i value myself now it's more like hey i decide that if i build my own merit by saying that i am a really kind person or i am really um a capable person like you are the person who places the value higher than anybody else does and so you can take away the societal pressure of success looks like this and change that because hmm. i think when we say just it comes from inside it can feel really vague i think it can feel really confusing for it people does who feel vague aren't um maybe on that journey or maybe just starting that journey because i know i i remember hearing people say well if you just love yourself more and you're like but how like i've never been yeah no that. and i think maybe to even give more context and to back up a little bit like a lot of my own personal journey we talk a lot about those two dials on the inside mm -hmm. like your internal dial of like who you are yes and then the external dial of what society and yeah, culture outside. like gives you validation for and like I think we talk about how when babies are born it's the internal dials to 10 right we say like possibly higher <laughs> yeah like they don't care if you're in a meeting like you're you're yeah. cooking dinner you're gonna change their diaper or feed them but then over time the outside you know voices get louder mm -hmm. and so a lot of our work here at we shape is like how do we turn up that internal dial yeah. and so I, I hear what you're saying because it can look different like yes. somebody could be in like my exact situation and be like my... i don't care about the car situation like right. that's that i like that and i want that and i want to have that and i think so i should give more context like as i turn up my internal dial i am noticing yes. that for instance the car example i don't know that that's my value right. I think that I really adopted that value from culture An and from society. And so yeah. I want to say someone else may say, no, that is my value and I want that. And there's no judgment around that. Absolutely. It's super individual, yes. I guess, is my point. Yes. I, I'm happy you brought that up. You do get to decide that. Like, you yeah. get to decide the metrics of what your life looks like and what um, success means to you. Because it can yeah. be like living in, in peaceful harmony with self. Like, that could be it. And that's, yeah. like, amazing. And, and you could drive a else. Lamborghini and have that. There right. you go. That's fine. <laughs> um, I just, for my own personal journey, yeah. I have noticed that I have curiosity if that value that I need to have a nice car comes really from me. Sure. And something inside of me tells me, no, it doesn't. Maybe not. Something inside me says, for you personally, your ego likes that, but it's not a real value for you. Mm -hmm. And so let's experiment. Totally. And so I just want to give people permission to experiment with these things. Sell right? your like, car. <laughs> no, just kidding. <laughs> well, oh, God. Um, no, again, it's, it's really individual. But yeah. I think in terms of like our journey together with dieting, 
and looking at the scale all the time. That's another thing that I think we thought was our value. But mm -hmm. as we further explored that, have each individually decided, ooh, that's, that's not really a value that we have. That was a top value that actually does not bring me peace and serenity and self-acceptance. It's funny because I would even argue to say it was like more of a built-in habit. Like, it, I don't know that I ever held it as like a, I mean, I guess I surely did hold it as a value, but it wasn't like it came from anywhere inside me. It was just like literally like, this is just what everyone does. This is just yes. the status quo. But again, it, the status quo held that value and that value was projected onto you. And I think that we confused our own internal worth with that value. Sure. And so it's just, I think, you know what? It's an experiment. <laughs> We're going to experiment a lot here and just see what comes up. But um, I always like to, well, I don't, we can't always, but sometimes I like to do the rest deck. Um, Trisha Hershey is the owner of the Nat Ministry. You can find her on Instagram. She has a really great book called Rest is Resistance. And then Nina got me this rest deck, which is a deck of cards that you can pull from. I think I pulled the last one. I think you should pull it today. That's right. I think we did. Are we going from the front? Because I feel like I, I just, I go random. Girl. Oh, you do. I trust the universe. Okay. 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 But I love this deck. Just daily reminder for all our listeners and for myself. <laughs> all right. I am not a machine. I am a divine being. I can rest. Can you imagine what it would feel like in your body once you surrendered to rest? Stay in the imagined space. Or excuse me, stay in the imagination space. Imagine what freedom from capitalism would feel like in your body. Freedom from stresses like worrying about bills and laboring to feel worthy. You can imagine a new way and a new future. Stay in rest. Well, if that wasn't aligned with all I the mean, things I was just personally talking literally. about, I don't know what is. That was a so, good one. Thank you so much. Okay, let's dive into some of your questions here. Oh. Um, so tell me, again, you went on this Google search because you were trying to understand. Well, I was really curious because I feel like people have this common goal of I want to lose weight because it will create whatever result they think it will create for them. Yeah. But there's huge barriers and people really struggle. It's a really difficult goal to achieve. Most people who do achieve it don't achieve it for very long. Again, 97% of diets fail. So out of 100 people, three people will be successful. And that actually the metric of success in that experiment is only that they will keep the weight off for up to a year. <laughs> so, oh, so they're 100% not so they successful. pretty much probably don't work at all. And they have some negative health outcomes as well, like bone density, brain fog, like all kinds of things when you're in a restrictive calorie space. So but anyway, people were kind of, I, this is just a Google search I came up with but it was like what are the barriers what makes it hard and one of them for instance was ma maintaining willpower 28% of people that were polled said maintaining willpower and it just brought to mind what we talk about here for me which was like oh willpower like I thought about the things in my life that bring me joy and I was like I don't have to have willpower to like spend time with my friends or like mm -hmm. go outside or like um, drink water when I'm thirsty like I don't have to like cultivate willpower and find a way and so it brought up this kind of really counterintuitive thought process where I was like so if this is my goal in order to get there I have to do this really difficult thing yeah that's like not really feeling very natural or very um I, I don't want to use the term normal but like is that really a worthwhile goal like I yeah. don't know like I mean I, again we're kind of talking about experiments today but you know, when you have something in your life that requires cultivating massive willpower to do it, like, is it bringing joy? Is it a healthy activity? Maybe it is for you. But for me, when I'm cultivating massive willpower, it's like I'm studying really hard for a test or, or something about I don't inter not interested in or whatever. Because when I'm interested in a topic or I enjoy something, like, I don't have to cultivate willpower. It, it kind of comes more naturally. So I had curiosity about that. And it was a question that I thought I would be, think would be interesting to talk about. I mean, and it's all, and again, going back to, like, People are going on diets because most of the time they want to lose weight. Yeah. 
-hmm. and they want to most of the time they want to lose weight because we live in a culture that says your worth and value especially if if you identify as female comes from this so like i'll suffer in order to get there i guess yeah like what kind of came to mind with that particular poll i was like oh wow what a gnarly thing to be up against and like all for what right for what i like to always call fake fulfillment (laughs) right and so i think and this is why I want to do this work is because I feel like if we can all collectively come together and shift the value system, yeah. we all will get so much benefit and freedom for that. Like the fact that I used to spend so much of my time worrying about the foods that I was going to eat. Like it, I, I use this idea of like if you only have like 100 chips a day and if 80 of them are going to what are you going to eat? Did you exercise because you ate that cake last night? Did you? That is that that over your whole lifespan, like you could have given that to something else, like being with friends or being with your family or doing a hobby that you enjoy. Like we have just been trained in our culture that we put our attention on this or we put our attention on that and then we will find worth and then we will find meaning. And I and I just want to question that. I just want to poke at that a little bit because I've done a lot of that and I have been deeply unfulfilled by it. I'm pretty sure on my deathbed I won't be like, man, I wish I dieted more, you know? I know, <laughs> but it's it's hard. I understand the the I understand the the road that we're all up against here, the the wall that we're all up against. I understand yeah. that it is but powerful. I think that when we talk about the shifting the collective, you know, perspective on this, which is like it's a really heavily held concept in our culture that this is what's important these value systems are what's important and you don't change them by going to change the system you go you change them by changing yourself yes and I think that it can feel super overwhelming to come up against a system like the diet industry and be like how do I change the diet industry it's so powerful it's so big you don't you change how you think about it and then and I think what we talked about before experiment Mm -hmm. right I could get rid of my nice car and then it doesn't really and then I'm like oh I experimented with that like maybe it wasn't what I thought it was going to be and um, maybe that in itself is me trying to find worth and value because (laughs) I needed to prove something I don't know we'll find out we'll find out we'll update everybody (laughs) but I'm saying that like just this idea of like I want to experience I want to experiment with a value I want to experiment with where I cultivate my self-worth from and just trying it and for us, our individual collect our individual collective stories was that we're going to experiment with like not participating in these d- narratives around being a certain number on the scale or having a certain body type. Yeah. And through that experiment, we got so much freedom that it was like so easy to not go back. Yeah. So that's why I think I always talk about like crack the door to curiosity. And then the next step, once you've cracked the door, is experiment and see what feels good for you and what brings you true, authentic. You can't argue with deep, meaningful, authentic power and worth it's a it hits different it It hits different the truth hits so different than than this thing I call fake fulfillment and like you know it when you feel it you totally do super individual so like it's not something that can be prescribed by someone else it cannot yeah yeah this is not a prescriptive thing this we shape is an invitation for people to crack the door to curiosity and experiment with a different narrative yeah. with different value systems and then see what happens and it's totally okay for experiments to fail yeah like i think yeah. like we do so much of our learning when something doesn't go the way we mm-hmm. think it's going to and i think there's a lot of fear around that absolutely like, well if i don't do it right then i didn't you know succeed and it's like no no no. you probably learned so much like i made a really really big expensive ex- <laughs> mistake in this company once and our, our lovely leader tyler and you were like great you'll probably never make that mistake again <laughs> I don't even remember this. Exactly. That's the point, right? And I was like, oh, my God, please don't fire me. And you guys were like, what? It's fine. You won't make that mistake again. And, like, I learned so much, and I'm such a better employee and so much more capable because of that. And I have a lot more autonomy. So learning from your failures is really a powerful thing. 
Oh, man. Okay, what was the other barrier you found? Well, there's a couple of them, um, you know, and I know we don't have, like, tons and tons of time today, but I wanted to talk about, um, you know, there's a couple on there. I don't know if you have one that you particularly like, but I thought that overcoming oh, hunger I was, was say that one. probably the most interesting one. The other two, if you're listening and you're curious, are lack of motivation. 27% of people said lack of motivation was difficult. Um, eating healthy foods, 27% of people also said that was difficult. And then overcoming hunger. And the reason I that one really sticks out to me, which again was about a quarter. So the funny thing is, is there's a quarter of each people, each of these mm. people, a quarter of them are saying one of these is the hardest part. But overcoming hunger like hit me like a ton of bricks. Granted, it was the middle of the night. It was while I was like kind of thinking about but I was like oh my gosh since when is a biological normal function of our body something that we need to like overcome it just kind of blew my mind like that you're not allowed to be hungry like that that's not okay like it just again my, my brain's still kind of processing it to be totally honest so like again backing up and saying like your experiment here was like why do people feel like they can't lose weight and, and you're saying reasons. a quarter of a people said maintaining willpower, a quarter of the people said lack of motivation, a quarter said eating healthy foods, and a quarter said overcoming hunger. Yeah. And what we're trying to deliver in this message is... They felt so counterintuitive to being a... None of person. those things... They're not good. ...are serving you. Yeah, that and, was my thought. Yeah, and this idea that we just have to... like. Like, to me, these are all, like, like... fighting against yourself in this really kind of aggressive manner is what kind of stuck out to me when I read through them. And just the idea that, like, we hold so strong to the value of having a certain body type that we will, you Sacrifice know... these enormous... Normal, of- intuitive human being things yeah. that we... But that's the thing. That's the thing about beliefs is, like... You know, five years ago, I would have said one of these things. Sure. And I would have been like, absolutely, like, I want to overcome hunger better. And, and chew today, some gum or something. Today, you know? I would be like, that's disordered eating. Like, yeah. it's just, it's just part of the journey is that's why beliefs are so powerful because when you're in them, you can't see anything but what's, what's going on in that belief. Totally. And so when people are sharing like, oh, these are the reasons why I can't lose weight. And then we come in and we're like, but these are all like really toxic sort of beliefs. self-harming. <laughs> yeah. And self-harming. It's like we can't see that. And we right. have to trust people's process and their own journeys. Mm-hmm. Which is why I ask every day to the universe, bring me people who are ready to hear this message at Shape. It is not my job to convince people to go down this other path. My job is to provide people resources and tools if they feel called to go down a path of like going, you know, looking at their body and connecting with their body in a different way. Absolutely. So we'll just continue to do that work here. We're going to continue to do (laughs) self-experiments. We'll keep you guys updated. I know that's what's kind of weird about this work is that it's hard to put this kind of stuff out there because like I'm in process. I'm not like, let me figure all this shit out and then get back to you guys. I'm like, hey, this is what I'm trying today. And that's a really vulnerable place to be. But we're going to keep doing that. We always say like we are not the experts. We are just on the path alongside I'm trying to figure this stuff out each day and it changes. Like, I think again that uh, we've talked about this in the podcast in the past, but we talk about, you know, um, the black and white and like, I'm successful if I do it all right. And like, no, it's okay for there to be a gray area and for you to try and experiment and try a different one. Maybe it worked on Monday, but didn't work on Tuesday. No worries. Try again yeah. tomorrow. So much um, self-kindness. So much grace. I know. Sometimes when person. we do these podcasts, I get real self-critical. And then I go, oh, Connor, we're not going to release that episode. And I was like, okay, everyone calm down. I just want to <laughs> offer my own self and everyone listening, like self-kindness. It's okay yeah. to be in process. It's okay to experiment. Human it, beings are messy. Yeah. Real messy. I can attest to that personally. (laughs) Um, Well, thank you everyone for listening. We had just this kind of shorter episode today, but Nina and I just wanted to get on and say hello and 
let you know some of the things we've been thinking about this week. Yes, welcome to our brains in the middle of the night. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I hope everyone has a great week. If you need to get in touch with us, don't forget you can email us at podcast at weshape.com and we will catch you next week. Absolutely. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening, and we hope you enjoyed today's show. Now, before you go, it would mean a lot to us if you could take a moment right now to subscribe to the podcast and then leave us a review. This helps spread the word so more people can feel lighter by shedding one belief at a time. Also, we want to hear from you. So if this episode impacted you or you have any questions that you think would be great for us or any of our future guests, please feel free to email us at podcast at weshape.com. And finally, if you want to try WeShape's different approach to health and fitness, remember that right now you can sign up for WeShape's Feel Good Challenge and get access to everything WeShape has to offer for free. Just click the link in our podcast description or go to weshape.com slash challenge to sign up.